Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouts. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. Hello. Everybody hear me? Hello? Dave will be with us in just a second. He's having a hard time connecting right now. So Susan is on vacation, but she's here probably listening, so that's good. So are you here, Dave? No? Do you have any callers calling in? never done this before, so you have to bear with me till Dave gets on here. Um, today we're just going to talk about um, Behind the Scenes, a book that I wrote um, with 30 other, 29, excuse me, other authors. There's 30 of us in this book, so this this is uh, an amazing project that's finally finished and out, and Dave will be on here hopefully pretty soon, and we'll start talking about it. I'm hoping you guys can hear me. I'm actually going to disconnect and call in on my phone to see if that works. Hold on. Hey, Kara, it's Natasha. Has Dave joined yet? Hey, Kara. Is anybody on here? Hey, Kara. It's Natasha. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. He's having problems, and I wasn't even sure if I was even on there because I couldn't tell, um, unfortunately. I was Sorry. I, <laughs> I was like, somebody please message me and let me know. <laughs> Nobody has messaged me, I so I actually hung up and then called in. So I'm glad you're on I'm here. here. Um, I'm, Yay! I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to go. Natasha's here with us. <laughs> I was going to try to call in and be Dave for a minute so Kara wasn't by herself, but you make a much better Dave I'm, than I make a Dave, Dave. Yes. Yes. I have Dave, a, Dave I, you're the I, hero. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 540 number on the dis, on the display. Who's Which one's that? That one's me. That's Natasha. Natasha! Hey, by the way, yeah. folks, in case you're curious to what we're doing here, uh, Cara, did you were you able to give any kind of an intro? 
Well, I'm not sure if anybody could hear me, so I called in instead. So um, let's just well, begin from here, and we'll just disregard from here back. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, they, they could hear you because I had turned your microphone okay. on. I just I just couldn't okay. connect, and I could not figure out why, so okay. I'm using And I didn't Skype. have anybody giving me feedback, so I'm like, can they even hear me? And I'm just talking to oh. myself. I'm looking yeah. at my screen. <laughs> Well, let's, I, I'm a, let's jump I'm, into it. Let's start. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, folks, what we're doing right now is it's Spouse Spouts, episode 54. We have Carol Loken. She is uh, the National Guard Spouse of the Year for 2016, Armed Forces Insurance Spouse of the Year. Uh, amazing person. And she is she, she started something called Military Spouse Legacy Project. It's something she wanted to do and created a book out of it. That's what we're going to talk about today. We've got a few callers that have called in. Uh, Natasha Hearth, who is the 2016 overall Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse Yay. of the Year. She is online with us. And I guess somebody else will find out who that is in just a moment. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper. But at home, Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Hi. I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, we're back on Spouse Spouts. It's episode 54. Kara, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm outstanding. You're calling from Missouri, Nebraska. Mississippi, Nebraska. I was close. I was You're one good. letter off. I started with M's. It's working You're my way closer. up. <laughs> Keep moving. Keep going. Then, You're almost there. Then, that's right. And Natasha, you're in West Virginia, right? North Virginia. No, Virginia. <laughs> close. Just Plato, Virginia. Like Middle Tennessee doesn't really exist, right? Uh, and uh, we've got somebody that came in from uh, an 845 area code. Who's that? That's Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Good morning, everyone. <laughs> I could not not be listening to the four of you. Yes, well, <laughs> we also, thanks. We also, I can't wait to talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm we looking also forward to it, Kara. We have things <laughs> to do. <laughs> we, we have do. We're going to be busy. <laughs> Where at? Somebody from Arizona, the 480. Who's this? That's actually Sheila. I'm actually in Alabama. Yeah. Hi, Sheila. Hi. Well, <laughs> good, good morning. Sheila's been up pretty early. <laughs> and it's an old college number. You know how it is. We we take those numbers with us. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, so, okay. that's what happens and... when people call. Yeah. That's why you keep your numbers, Dave. yeah. I I had my oh, yeah. I had my <laughs> I had my Arizona number for a long time, and then I finally switched it over to Tennessee, and we moved to, to Texas. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> mine's pretty easy. It's just been Nebraska. You guys move <laughs> a lot, so you guys have yeah. lots of different. So I don't know who's calling me sometimes when they're calling. <laughs> There's the no reason to change it. <laughs> Right. No, so, why? Okay. Why? 
Okay, Kara, tell us all about Military Spouse Legacy Project that you took on. Tell us about it. Well, I started this project about oh, a little over a year ago. And so I kind of, I called Lori Simmons from Armed Forces Insurance because, you know, she's mama. And kind of threw this idea at her, asked her what she thought, you know, and she thought, you know, great, this is a great idea. Nobody's ever done it. And um, so I'm like, okay, so now I got to find some writers that are amazing, um, of course. And there's lots of people out there that are amazing. And if we, you know, wrote that book, it would be like a lot. <laughs> so um, just picking through some people that have made like a difference, not only in the military community, but in their community, um, making a change for the positive, seeing a problem, you know, figuring out how, ways, you know, to um, fix that, not necessarily fix that problem, but help make that better. Um, and so what I did was ask 29 other spouses to uh, just write their story, write what they've done, how they're making a difference, what kind of a positive, you know, impact they're making on the military community and the community. And so everybody said yes, and they were super excited, and they still are, um, about this project. And Sheila, since she's on, she was awesome enough to be our editor. Um, So her and I have become very close friends, (laughs) maybe more than she wants, but she's stuck with me now. Um, No, not at all. Um, and she has been wonderful, and between um, her and Lori and Bianca bouncing stuff off of them, they're being, you know, them being my reality check sometimes, which sometimes I didn't want to hear it, but I needed to hear it, so it made me rethink some things, and, you know, I will always be grateful for that. There was some tears shed at some points, and, um, but it came together, and we just published it. Um, July 28th is when it actually came out or actually was published and um, Sheila did a great job editing putting everything together um, helping um, and I am forever grateful for her you can buy it Um, it's you can buy it Um, it's behind the scenes uh, the tales of American military spouses making a difference you can buy it on Amazon and you can actually buy it through a link um, through create space which printed it for us and those are on our those links are on the behind the scenes facebook page so you can check it out there um, and see all the the writers there's some great ones in there right and then their stories are and then there's a bum there's at least one bum no and then there's dave dave wrote in there dave Is the what? What did you title yours as, Dave? Uh, <laughs> He's I, a unicorn. I, I'm, I'm a unicorn. Yeah. Yes. Dave's got a, a great story. So you need to check his story out. And Dave yes. is definitely one of those. There are stories that will yes. make you cry. There's a little yes. bit of everything. Yeah, and it's not targeted um, necessarily towards military spouses. Um, it's anybody can read the book and relate to it somehow to someone's story in there. Um, I had some reviewers that reviewed it. There were actually, I want to say civilians, and they read it more than once because they they loved reading our story. 
all of our stories and it I think affected it them in a, way. A, a relatability and you know yes. civilians don't always they want to know um people always ask us questions about moving and and how to restart your lives every few years and i think a lot of people don't necessarily know what goes into being a military family um, and so a lot of civilians that I've talked to, it gave them a real insight instead of just what the media tells us that is going on mm-hmm. for media families or those highlight issues that people talk about a lot. I think that's yeah, really you- important, uh, you know, because you're an all-volunteer service, there's a whole generation mm-hmm. of people that really don't think about, you know, before that there was a draft. Everyone had to think about military service, whether their father, brother, son, wife, at that point, wife and sister, whatever didn't work, but now it does. Sure. And so civilians reading this, I think, would be very important. They need to. They need to understand your life. And a lot of them, a lot of them have this, what I get from the community where I'm at is they don't know how to help or how to understand right. or how to talk to us or they want to help, but they're not, they're not necessarily scared. They just don't know what it is that we need, not necessarily need, but what, how they can help what us. What is helpful to like, us. Even yeah, if, exactly. Yeah. Like what, if it's just a phone call saying, Hey, how are you doing? Do you, do you need some company? Hey, let's go get a pedicure or something or, you know, that kind of stuff that's, they don't know what to do. You know, they don't know how to talk to us because they don't know right. what's appropriate to say. And sometimes that deters them from coming to us and helping us. So working with our community, getting them to know us a little bit better, that might bridge that gap that we need between the sure. two. Um, yeah. As military yeah. spouses, let's face it, you know, we're, we're at home and we try to be the strong front, you know, keep our kids together, keep the home life running together, and we're not always good about asking for help. Mm-hmm. And so this does, in a lot of aspects, you know, talk about some of our friends and what they have done for us to kind of pull us out of those shells and get us to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we do. I mean, we're those, we're strong. We don't, you know, we don't need any help. We can do it. We've been doing this by ourselves. But we do need that, and it's okay to ask for help. That's the thing. It's okay. I, I'm one of those that I can do everything by myself, but... You know, sometimes you just you just need that. You just need somebody to come, you know, you just say, hey, I just need somebody to talk to, whether it's, you know, to venture's frustrations just or mm-hmm. just talk. Sometimes you just need that listening ear, and that's it. And and then yeah, you're, sure. you're back to, you know, um, what, whatever you're, you know, you're doing or whatever. So, um, and <laughs> Natasha, what do you think? How do you feel about, um that what do you what do you what do you think about that in your community how do you think the community reacts to us um i've been living in a civilian community i guess for the past couple of years so i have a little bit of a different view going from living on base to a civilian community and some days i feel more like a civilian person that just every once in a while has to explain an acronym <laughs> yeah. than i do a military spouse but that's just because that's what I've chosen to immerse myself in because I love being a military spouse. I love my husband. I love everything that comes with that. But at the same time, this is me. So for me to be able to blend both worlds and to be able to write about how, like in my instance, what I did, I targeted 
the military community to help the civilian community to bridge that divide. For me, yeah. that was probably the most important thing to show that we are all one community. We're here together, and we all have differences that should be celebrated and that should work cohesively. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. Good job. Hey, Dave, uh, we've got you? another – well, for us guys, I, mean, I just want to throw this in here. We have a beach bum that has called in. Susan, who is on vacation, is on the <laughs> yeah. line right now. She's ready to talk, but – you asked me a question, and I just wanted to point out there's one thing that, that guy spouses experience that is really frustrating is that what, typically we're talking to other guys, just like, you know, with the, in the female spouses, we'll be talking to other females. Well, mm-hmm. ha, guy spouses talking to other guys, they look at us and they go, what? You're not good enough to be in the military? You had to put your wife in? Really? Ooh. Yeah, we that's, get that a lot. That's that's, that's a tough one. Not, yes, I agree, and that shouldn't be thought of like that. But I know it does happen. But it and happens amongst with and, macho guys. I mean, we I had, you and you're here to help. Because <laughs> the military is changing, and as more women are in the military, I bet you that attitude starts to change. That's sort oh, of old I world. I I doubt it. It's it, rednecks are the ones that typically will do it, and rednecks are always going to be rednecks. I mean, that's what makes rednecks. That's what makes us rednecks cool. Okay, uh, it's, it's, if you but, say so. <laughs> but you know, I mean, we've learned how to deal with it. Us guys do, and it's called you know, don't accept a beer from him. <laughs> Dude, just walk away. Walk away. I yeah. don't want your beer. You know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Dave, I miss you. (laughs) (laughs) She She misses you on vacation. I miss you, Dave. You know how much I love you. I even went out and bought a present for you. Uh Oh, Uh -oh. Uh -oh. is it alcohol related? Well, it's kind of. It's about fifty, and it's so funny. It's the funniest shirt I've ever seen. And I, when I saw it, when I drove to the store and I saw the name of the store and that they sold T-shirts, I was like, oh, I have to get that for Dave. <laughs> Don't tell me. Let me, let me, let me, Vacation let me get it. Yeah. I'm not going oh to tell you anything else. We're going to send that to you. And I'm trying to find a little something for Steph, too. But I think what we're going to do for Steph is send her a, one of Ian's, uh, a print of one of Ian's paintings. There you go. There you go. I so think she would like that. She would like that. As Barbara asked, and I'm curious too, and I know everybody else is, where's vacation for you this year? That's not an offset question, so tell us. Yeah. Uh, we are in Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, and it Ooh. is gorgeous here. It is my favorite beach in North Carolina. I have done the Outer Banks, Kill Devil Hills, Kitty Hawk, Oak Ridge Island, um, Hatteras. Uh, you know, Manio, all of that. I've done, I did it all as a kid, and I loved it. And then I've done, as an adult, I've done Riceville Beach, Holden, all of those other beaches going towards South Carolina. This is that middle section about an hour plus away from Camp Lejeune. And this is my favorite, this is my favorite area. Oh, it's, how nice. Know, the, it is gorgeous here. It's super friendly. Everyone is really nice. We have the most visited state park 
Fort Macon right down the street from us with a coasty base right next door. And we got to see a Coast Guard cutter out the other day rescuing idiots because that's what I feel that the Coast Guard does frequently is rescue a bunch of idiots. Um, and I really think that we need to have, like, drinking and boating laws. I don't know if we actually do, but I really think that people need to stop drinking and boating because I feel that yeah. that's what the Coast Guard spends a lot of their time doing is mm-hmm. stopping they do. people who are – Bay hammered and operating a boat. Like, yep. stop, that's dumb. <laughs> well, that's why they're part because of yeah. so security. Because they actually have private beach, right? Like, they have private beach on the coasty base. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to go out to Seaport Macon today, and it was uh, in an old, 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 old fort from, gosh, I think the Revolutionary War. So, yeah, I'm really? excited. Yeah, and then it was so it was used in the Revolutionary War. It changed hands frequently during the Civil War. It was actually a POW camp during World War II when the U-boats were actually sunk off the North Carolina coast. How about them apples? I love that you know (laughs) things like that. I was supposed to be a history teacher, Barb. That's why oh, I know I all this. Oh, I that. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you know all of this now, just think about teacher. what you're going to know after you go out there. I'm yeah. excited. I think they're going to even fire the cannons today. I'm super pumped. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, those are the yeah, original you're... cannons. Oh, yeah. And they're <laughs> loud. And, the they're to... loud. And, then yes... and then yesterday we got to see part of Queen Anne's Revenge, Blackbeard's ship. Very exciting. Ooh. I almost bonked my head on the glass where the ship was at so I could get in closer, and I realized, oh, that's glass in front of my face. I better stop because that's going to (laughs) hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Poor thing. Be careful. I I know. Well, it's very exciting. So this this part of the coastal community in North Carolina, along with Bath, um, North Carolina, also had uh, this is where the pirates used to hide out when they were um, trying to escape Jamaica and the British forces down in the Caribbean islands. And this is actually the area, a lot of the area where they were caught and then, of course, executed, and then their bodies and body parts were taken up toward Jamestown to, okay. you know, show that they had ended the golden age of piracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really, in, and, and I'm sad that I'm going to miss the pirate festival this weekend because they actually do a huge pirate festival and have, you know, the old ships out on the water going out into the Atlantic and everything. And it's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pirates are cool. Not the new pirates, but the old pirates. We like with the scurvy and everything. Yeah. <laughs> not scurvy, but you know. Scurvy. Scurvy. Hang on a second. I need to go get the door. Let me go see who's yeah, at no, the door. They need to have a hook. They need to have a parrot. Yes. Yes. Hey, look who yes. we've got at the door. It's Laura Russiniello. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Hi. Oh, Hi, Laura. It's a first. It's a first. <laughs> You're so good, Dave. <laughs> That was really good. Hi, it really was. <laughs> oh. Hello, everyone. How are you? Yay! I'm glad you called in. Yeah. So absolutely. now you can talk and engage. 
<laughs> Laura is one of our our writers too. So, and she's from where are you at right now, Laura? We are in <laughs> Okinawa, Japan. <laughs> so it's oh 10 54 p.m. here. <laughs> uh, what time did you say it was? It's 10:54 p.m. Okay. I'm glad you stay up late. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you know, it's summertime, so we can do that for now anyway. Well, my my okay, next question is, is it is it the 9th at 10.54 p.m. on the 9th? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I hate to say if it was tomorrow, you know, like, dang. Because <laughs> you're in Germany, right? I yeah, what time is it there, Dave? It's, uh, it's five minutes to four here. 4 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Whoosh. As long as nobody's so, up in the I middle of the night. I wanted to hop on and listen in and hear everything. So this is fantastic. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Dave. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what did I do? Tell us a little bit. M- you didn't do anything. Tell us a little bit more about. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Your portion of your, your my, story, my, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> snippet of being a male spouse, because that's important. Because there's very few of you guys there. Out, <laughs> there's only three males writing in the book, so Dave's one of them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, to be honest with you, I think I was when you asked for submissions and you asked me to write. I think I was one of the first ones to actually you, submit. So, yes, you were quick. You're the second like, one that I got to was, edit. So that's a big number. I, and you know what's funny is he, Brian and Dave were the first two that I edited. Yes, and Dave I don't remember had what his, I wrote. They were hearing his in like within 24 hours of asking. I'm not even lying. I don't even think it was 24 hours. What was it, 12? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, he's already got his back. You said, <laughs> you, said I was limited to, you said I was limited to so many words that I'm going, crap, I'm going to have to leave out a lot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you I don't even remember what your word count was, but it was it was close. <laughs> it, it was it's been so long since I wrote in there that I'm gonna have to read my chapter just to surprise myself. There I had to do know. the same thing. <laughs> so did I. I can't even remember. I read like well, between Sheila and I, how many times have we read everybody else's? I, I don't even want to – I did not keep track for a reason, but I could tell some stories as if they were my own, I think. Yes, she probably could. She's – yeah. she Yeah, she did. Sheila yes. is awesome. It, it was a very fun project. And being able to see everybody's stories from the very beginning and, you know, some of them to pull a little bit more out and stuff was just mm-hmm. awesome. People were so willing to share information and – personal stories and it it was very strange for me because some of them I didn't have a relationship with other than seeing them on Kara's Facebook page and you know as the course of reading their stories and getting emails I feel like I know people like I could just sit down and have a cup of coffee like I've known you for years yeah that's the best part of like reading their stories yeah that's part of the problem of of editing is is it ends up being like a year (laughs) Yeah, because yeah. it was. I think I asked you guys to start writing, what, in December or November? Oh, 
Possibly. No. Yeah, well, I don't know. Mine, my last revision was in May. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we started, the, and then I, we stopped it, and then yeah, we started it, and then we put on a hold, <laughs> and then we started it again. <laughs> I don't know if it went in that order, but it was about that. <laughs> so uh, now it's done. We we did yeah. it, and it's done, and um, I'm relieved, and so is Sheila. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> more than you know. Um, I don't know if she had the tears, but I did. Oh, there was lots of them at times. Uh, there was <laughs> a lot of like, like, <laughs> <laughs> and so since I'm not, not a drinker, I'm apparently I'm a crier or I'm a frustrated crier. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was a good frustration. It was just um, yeah. It helped me do this do something that mm-hmm. was a challenge i love a challenge and mm-hmm. it helped me overcome that challenge and keep going even though at times it's like i just was like i i can't do this like why am i doing yeah. this and then this yeah. is why i'm doing this is for you guys to tell your stories people need to hear them people need to know what your guys are doing um all the day di- and the best thing is is nobody that's wrote in the book has the same story yeah. No, everyone fine. is different in some way. Everyone is different, and that's amazing. You should turn it, it so. into an audio book as well. <laughs> Have people oh, read their is... stories. Oh wow! Could oh, we get through our cool. own stories without crying? I'm not sure. Even the good stories, we might have tears. Well, like um, my mother-in-law um, bought the book, and. So she's like, my book came, you know, text me. My book came, and I'm like, okay, let me know what you think. And she's like, well, I'm reading your chapter now, and I'm thinking, wow, that was fast. I'm in the middle of the book. <laughs> right? I'm like, I think I'm chapter 15 going, and she's like, no, I started yours first. Oh, okay, you know, maybe I'm not for, favorite, not for favorite, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Trying to read mine first. She's like, <clears throat> so then she texts me, <clears throat> excuse me, and says, why am I crying? And I'm like, I don't know why you're crying. You know, because she, people don't even know our own stories because we don't even share a lot right. with our families, like our mm-hmm. struggles and um, how that works. So when they read that, they're probably just like, wow, we didn't know that. We're, we're about to lose Susan. She's got uh, the family is pulling her aside. Well, she, oh. she's, got, she's with her family. She's vacationing. I right know now. it. Send well, pictures, Susan, so we can enjoy with you, kind of. Ah, sort of. Out, homies. I hope you all have fun because we are actually oh. having a ton of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, how fun. Hey, Thank you. Really this vacation. I'll tell you all, we really needed this vacation after the surgery and everything like that. We just we needed some downtime where time off wasn't caregiving time. So it's been very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or I wasn't heavily medicated on Vicodin and like, you know, licking my hands or something ridiculous, you know. So it's been very pleasant. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I really love it. I'm on that stuff. It's ridiculous. Tell tell Ian I want a picture of a, I, I want a painting of a starfish and a painting of a sand dollar. 
we could cool. oh my gosh, we went out to Sand Dollar Island and brought and got some sand dollars. Nice perfection. Yeah. yeah, we're bringing home four or five sand dollars. That's nice. awesome. Not live ones, not live, dead. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, they have to be dead because they've been over harvested. They've been over harvested, and 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 so actually we almost lost the entire population out here. Ooh. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I that. Oh, that would be yeah. sad. It was so many... sad, but now they're coming. They're they're making a comeback, and it's really exciting. And we got so we picked up some of the dead ones, and so we're gonna bring bring in those home and um and some really great shells and everything, and we're gonna clean them and bleach them, and Ian's going to paint them and show him yeah. with well, one that's like that. maybe broken in half. Show him with one that's broken in half, perhaps break it open the rest of the way, and show him the little angels inside. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we did. We've all, yeah, it, they're it, they're nice. beautiful. They're so cool. Yeah, show they're show me. Cool. I've never heard <laughs> of know. that. What is that, Dave? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go, y'all. I love you. What? Have fun. Okay. Bye. 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 Inside what's a sand a, what's an angel a sand- inside a shell? Well, it's 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 like their ribs on the inside. It 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 holds the the two halves of the sand dollar together. So, you know, it's yeah. got a top and it's got a bottom. It's like like the ribs inside. But when you break one open, those ribs come loose and they are shaped like angels. Oh, how they beautiful! Are, they're so cool. That's very cool. <laughs> okay, got to do that someday. Yep. <laughs> Watch everybody go now. I need to go break me some sand dollars. Smash, smash. <laughs> Sorry. That would be bad. Sheila, when you go to the beach. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes. That will probably be coming in, in just a few short weeks, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Cara, we're talking about everyone having a different story, a different kind yeah. of story. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us? a little bit about the different kinds of things that we will hear or how you think it, the stories are different? I'm just curious. Um, well, Sheila and I can both probably pipe in on that. Um, so like my story, for instance, um, I talk about um, helping veterans heal through art. So, and why I started that, my Nebraska Arts for Vets, um, because of my son. And I don't want to give too much away. Um, right. What teases but, what um, but that's that's like what I'm writing about. Now, um, Sheila and Natasha can kind of, and Dave kind of talked a little bit about his. And Laura, um, and I'm not sure, is, that, yeah. is there anybody else that's on? Can talk maybe just a little bit about each of I was trying to get as many authors on here as possible to talk to folks, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of chime in. And so I don't know which one of you want to go first, but just tell a little bit. That's that's what mine is about is how, you know, talking a little bit about deployment, um, how it was for me um, and how deployment was for my son when he came home. And then, because of him, why I started my Nebraska Arts for Vets. Okay. Um, Sheila, wouldn't you go? Uh, well, mine is really about the positivity. Um, you know, it's really easy to get bogged down when you're moving frequently and you're leaving friends behind, both civilian and military friendships. Um, yeah. So we, we have a, a process that our family has taken on um, where we call it a base bucket list. 
and we really focus on what we're excited about for the next duty station. Our very first duty station, we were kind of warned off of, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to it. And those experiences that we had there have led me now to believe that could be someplace that we retire. I, I fell in love with that area. And so we really now encourage our friends to look at the positives and not focus on what you may not like about a place. Um, you know, I'm in Alabama right now, and we've only been here about a month, but a lot of people were not looking forward to coming down to the swampy weather mm-hmm. and, you know, a slower pace of life. But we have a list of things pages long that we were so excited to be down here for and we check something off almost every day whether it be food you know different shops we want to go to things within driving distance Mm -hmm. to the base but just things like that and now that our daughter's older that hang down from the trees that look like (laughs) gone with the wind I love yes. that. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm living in Gone with the Wind when I drive around town. It, it just, it's such a, you know, a beautiful area here. Um, yes, so we really focused on that kind of stuff. That's and as idea. much as I love military spouses, they're amazing. I also like to plug into the local community because they can, they know the area the best. And, you know, some of our best friends, I'll, I'll shout out to San Pedro Ballet, in California, they, they loved us in spite of being a military family. A lot of people shy away from that because they know you're moving. And you know, they it's loved us in my area so because holy. I'm near West Point and upstate New York. I think there are a great many either retired or military families here. I see a lot of flags. I see Marine um, things, but... I'm shy, and I haven't introduced myself, but I want to meet all of them. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's. I, I love that you have made civilian friends as well as military friends. Again, I know I keep bringing that up. I just think it's so important because I think civilians need to understand what you all do in terms of what you're doing for us so that when you uh-huh. need us, there. You know what I mean? Um, yes. So that's a, that sounds wonderful, and the idea of focusing on the positive does, too. That's a great yeah. way of having to deal with giving up friends or school or things that are difficult when you're moving. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. helped a lot. You know, my daughter's almost nine now, but she gets really involved with that list, and, you know, she goes through the tour books and gets on the Internet with us, and and build things that she wants to see so that it's something we can all plan for. I love that. Yeah. And that's, I think, how Sheila and I first started talking, was I think you were looking for people that had been down to ACSC. I had, yeah, because we had had just learned that we were coming to ACSC. Yep. Yeah, we had just, I think we had just left, because we'd been home a a year from there. Yep. It is, and Sheila, I'm glad she does bucket list because there is so much to do. We didn't even get to see everything in Alabama. So, um, yeah, that's how Sheila and I first actually yeah. started talking, <laughs> as a yeah. matter of fact, asking about that. And we, did, and I actually liked it because then I was um, close by a base, so I met so many new military spouses that we are still really close friends with. So yeah. just knowing oh, that, too, is is I don't have that because we're guard, right? So we don't we don't right. live on the base. So to have that right. spouse right. closeness was 
something I hadn't experienced and 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 it was great and I I met some wonderful friends and yeah I just wanted to throw that you know moving and finding new friends was you know a shock for me because I'm thinking the same oh we're just going to be here yeah. 10 months I don't want to be yep. you know I don't need to know whatever and I met some I don't incredible people that um are just wonderful so um next <laughs> yeah it's interesting I mean I work with Ringling Brothers Circus and they moved around a lot they lived on a train and so sure. they moved all the time but they very much like you you know that they planned on what they were going to look at or see when they went to the next city, they made friends in every city. They're, it's an amazing group of people, very much like the military in very many ways, interestingly enough. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's the beauty out of one of those small town gigs. Like when I was stationed in 29 Palms, it ended up being one of my favorite duty stations because you're not distracted by the flashing lights of everything to do, and it's, sure. you get down to the real grid of people. And like you said, Kara, mm. I made some of my closest best friends in the middle of the Mojave Desert where there was nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. That's because everybody uh, crazy. They, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm from Arizona. That's why I'm so easy to get along with. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, though, you don't are. you think living overseas, like that's um, that's been different for me. I would think, Dave, you would understand that, too going from um, the United States to living overseas in a different culture and experiencing things like that, that mm-hmm. to me was a big shock and kind of, you know, a, an adjustment from just, you know, picking up and moving and finding new friends. Now you're in a whole new culture. That would mm-hmm. be it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, but it's a lot of fun because you start recognizing, I mean, other than the fact that they're speaking a different language and that. Oh, the, the, the biggest, on the, the biggest side of the road. Yeah, you're in England, <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I found found was really fascinating about about uh, um, the German area was that you see things that are eight, nine, ten centuries old, yep. and it makes yep. you sit mm-hmm. back and. Look at you think about the United States of America and we've barely got two hundred years under yep. our belt. And it's like yep. I know babies. I, I see things from the Revolutionary War when I'm in the States and I go, Ooh, wow, check that out. That's old. My coin collection goes back about that far. But here I'm looking at things <laughs> that are like, Oh, this was made in fourth century. Ho 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 how yep. much is this? One yeah. euro? Yep. Are you Series? My first trip out of the United States to Venice, I saw 4th century B.C. horses and I, that were carved. And I remember just standing there going, there isn't a thing I'm going to do that's going to last that long. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, maybe mm-hmm. this yeah, book for, will. For, <laughs> I, I, for our I, family, it was, do you it was a German really rough... Have you learned to speak German? You know, I I started to try, and I decided not to. The, the reason okay. being is I, is uh, the, the the language of business, and I learned this a long time ago. The language of business is English, so almost every 
modern civilization ha- speaks English, those that are the shakers and the movers, that, that the people that you need to talk to to resolve problems, they're going to speak right. English. Now, if I want to deal with, with the common folks like myself, I probably want to learn German. So the town that I'm living in, I started learning German. I immersed myself, uh-huh. and then I found out that the town right next door to us speaks a different dialect. So what I was learning oh. was nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and then over across the river, well, little stream, little tiny stream, but they call it the Black River or uh, Schwarzbach. Uh-huh. Across the river, that's another dialect. It's like, oh, no. So I got some old scholarly-looking German, and I asked him, do you speak English? And he spoke beautiful (laughs) English. And he said, what can I help you with? And I said, I'm trying to learn the language. And he says, don't even try. Don't try it. (laughs) I said, well, how come? Why not? He says, there are so many different dialects here. I'm 78 years old, and I don't know them all. Yeah. And I've lived here wow. my entire life. I was like, okay, that's, that's cool, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. So, yeah, no, did I learn German? Just the important stuff like, you know, halt, yeah. nine. <laughs> It just not, does not follow eight. It's not follow eight. It, it it has everything to do with. Do you want to give give away your 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 your, your money to the, the gypsies? Nine. Um, you know, some yep. things like that was know, like when we out. traveled. I learned to say "Haben Sie ein Doppelzimmer," <laughs> which is just do what you have a double mean? room? Yeah. <laughs> I learned. This is very important. Mine was toilet. Oh, gosh. I mean, because when I would say a little boy's room, they look at me really funny and go, toiletten. And they go, okay, that way. And they point. Yes. <laughs> toilet. Japanese. Um, I'm sorry. She, who's living in Japan? Laura. Laura. Laura, are you learning any Japanese? I mean, I. I read the book Shogun and learned to say a few words because I found it just beyond fascinating. Um, old world Japan, um, I'm sure it's very different now. But have you learned any of the language? Do you want to? It, 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 uh, we are learning it slowly but surely. Um, thankfully, my, my kiddos are in school and actually taking it as a foreign oh, language, so they... <laughs> <laughs> They're a huge help when I'm looking for something in a store or yep. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going direction-wise and I have them ask something. Um, but one of It's the, just whole, um, homework for them. Right, exactly. There you go. Uh, but we had to learn really quickly, you know, yes, no, um, thank you, please, and um, – also, toilet. That's toilet was very formal society so. <laughs> too, it was um, or at least it used to be. The the please and thank yous and the the places where you have to watch wh- whether you're wearing shoes or not. That's also mm-hmm. very different. And it is. And They're very proper. Socials. They're very proper. Yeah. So. Ooh, 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 ooh. Michelle's on. Hey. Hi. Hi guys. Hello. Good morning. 
Good morning. I've been listening, and I told Dave, I said, it already sounds like a party. I don't know. <laughs> I said, you can join <laughs> late, Michelle. People. You can come late to the party. There's yeah. <laughs> one more <laughs> Count on me. I was hanging out in the corner just watching and listening. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I'm glad to be on here. Thank you, Kara, for the invitation. And, um, you know, I don't have too much to, to say, but I want to take a minute to just pray for Kara for a second because yes. she had this vision and she made it happen. And I hear a lot of visions, but you don't always see them happen. And so the fact that she powered through and had all those tears and dealt with all of us. So true. I'm sure we can all be yes. little nightmares. Go, Kara, go. <laughs> Because otherwise, I don't know if our stories would be out there in this way. I mean, there's really something to be said about collective power, um, you know, whereas if we had tried to publish our stories or put them out there individually, they wouldn't have received as much attention um, behind this. And so I think combining them was just a really great vision. And I'm just so proud of you, Kara. And I just hope that everybody can see that um, and uh, just praise her a little bit because this is pretty amazing. And I see how this can move forward too and how it can grow and turn into just wonderful things. So I want to say that. And then also everyone behind Kara, everybody that Kara tapped and said, hey, I need some help. You have a skill set or you have something to offer that I can't do. Can we work together? And I recognize all of those pieces that had to come come together. Um, and so I just want to thank you guys, too. And maybe, maybe Kara, maybe you can talk about who are those people. And then I would love to hear, going back to the question, I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was you, Kara, about all the different stories and how they're unique. I would love to hear that, too. But Well, yeah, you're, you're talking right now. Tell us about yours. Yes. Tell us no, about I you. To, I, I want to hear all the people that made this happen. And then I will absolutely share a little bit. But I want to hear <laughs> about everything that, no, that I, had we to together. You, well, we have I, you talking yeah. now. Thank you. First, and thank I you, Michelle. I want to say thank you and also just brava. It's it's not an easy thing you took on and wrangling 30 people <laughs> and getting what you need and doing it right and wanting to do it. It's so admirable, and you all are so admirable. So, yep. Everyone involved, congratulations and thank you. And I can't wait to read everything and tell others about it. Thanks, Barb. It's good to be here. I'm looking forward to the book. I really am to seeing it in print because I don't know when it's Me it, did too. You send it? Did you send okay, any so, to me? Okay, so um, I. AFI was gracious enough to purchase books for me to mail to you guys. So everybody gets a book. Um, I think they mailed them out yesterday. So I'm hoping maybe, um, I don't know about overseas, but I'm thinking maybe stateside. There should be there um, hopefully by Friday. And I'm I'm hoping, because I just got my books yesterday that I ordered through Amazon and create space just to see how long each of them would take. And they take about the same amount of time unless you have Amazon Prime. So I'm just throwing that out there, too, because I was kind of seeing which one would get to me first so I could, you know, kind of tell you guys. Because um, on CreateSpace, because everybody, let me just back up just a second. Everybody that wrote in this book, um, the reason why they got to write in the book is um, I wanted them to pick a nonprofit or charity 
um, to donate their proceeds to. And so each one picked a different, you know, nonprofit or charity. And uh, so all the proceeds will go, you know, to these, I mean, there's 20, I want to say 28 different ones because a couple went to the same place. Um, create space that pay or that site we make more of a profit for our nonprofit and our charities than Amazon and mm. I just wanted to see how long it took so I could kind of tell you because I thought create space would take a little bit longer but it's the same like it, they came the I ordered them the exact same time they came the exact same day almost within an hour of each other so um, ordering from each of those places is just as you know, just as good. I just know that through Create Space e- or e store, which is on um, Facebook, the link to that, um, we do make more of a profit for our nonprofits and charities. So that, that's just an FYI oh. to get out to you guys. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to see how it came, to, you know, because I didn't know if Create Space would take like you know a week longer or whatever, but mm-hmm. it was right. right on the money um, getting them. So sorry, I didn't. I just wanted Good. to put that out there that um, we do make and why you guys um, got to write and stuff is for your charities too as well. So okay, back to you, Dave. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to point out that we've got about uh, six minutes left. Let's run down the line here and uh, take uh, about uh, fifteen seconds and give us give us what you want to pass on to everybody. Natasha, you're up. I am not put on the spot at all, am I? Huh? You're just listening. I know. I'm I'm waking you up because you're you're busy multitasking, and that's not fair. I kind of am. Sorry, I'm studying for a big exam tomorrow, so I'm listening, trying to participate, studying. But what the real quick takeaway? Real quick takeaway from what with with what your your portion was about. Give us a a quick takeaway. Um, real quick was just how Be a Blessing got started. Um, the challenges that I had with starting it and the main thing that I wanted to hit home is that everybody encounters challenges. Just because you see people like myself and like yourself and people that are spotlighted for what they've done, that doesn't mean that there was a whole set of challenges, fears, rejection, everything behind it. Just because people see mm-hmm. the shiny parts doesn't mean that, you know, that's all there is to the story. So for me, it was just sharing a little bit of my not-so-shiny parts to let other people know that it's okay to feel like it's not going to happen. It's okay to get, you know, that rejection and to feel like maybe I should just give up. But ultimately having the mindset of keep pushing forward because it's not about the other people. It's about you and what you want. And if you're doing something for good, other people will notice. might not be the people you thought would be, but other people are going to notice and they will eventually get on board and help you out because what you're doing is awesome. What everybody's doing, everybody in this book that I've read has done amazing things. And I think it cool. all should be you know, that there's a cost to it, but keep going. Don't give up faith in yourself, believe in yourself and just go for what you want to do. Okay. Laura. Well, basically, I mean, I was just so blessed to be a part of this. Thank you again, Kara. I, I really appreciate you including me. Um, My portion was just mainly about my legal journey and how I went from, you know, your everyday receptionist to a legal assistant to doing divorce and custody mediation Um, and how I would really love to start a program 
uh, here in Okinawa that's dedicated to helping families that are going through those moments. Um, divorce and custody is something that people often think they have to go to court and fight and battle about, um, but it's really not. There are alternatives to that, and so that's kind of what my piece was just dedicated to, is trying to offer that alternative, especially to our military community, which I care nice. so much about. Nice. So that was it. Cool, cool. Michelle, what do you do? You got uh, 15 seconds for a takeaway? No, ah, 15 seconds. Uh, just yeah. as far as summing up what I what I wrote about. Uh, no. It, well, it, 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 something that you want to pass on to to the listeners, real quick, because we got like, about two marches, minutes left. Gotcha. Everybody, march your own path and your own drummer, and don't let anybody else pressure you to fall on some path that you feel is not for you. And just listen to that, and even if it's challenging, continue to always try and veer back to your path and, and share with others that, you know, what it's taking to, to get there and to follow your dreams and follow your path that's right for you because I guarantee there's cool. other male spouses out there who, who need that. All right, Barb, I'm going to get to you right after on the other side of the commercial break, and then Sheila and Kara, you pretty much are going to take us out uh, of the show. But let's take a quick 30 second with our our sponsor, AFI. When I'm with the fleet, I'm known as Petty Officer Lopez. But at home... Honey, can you get this down for me? I'm just Tony, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, Kara and Sheila, the two who made it put together, give me a quick takeaway. Um, let me just say this, Kara. I'll let you finish oh, this off, Kara. <laughs> okay. I just want to say that, you know, we're we're all people, and then if we persevere and work together, we can make anything possible, which Kara demonstrated with this book. Um, you need a good support staff behind you, but you know, you can find those people along the way as long as you just push through it. And I think military spouses are used to that. Um, so if we can share that with the outside community, we can make amazing things happen beyond what we've already accomplished through the book. Cool. Kara? All right. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Armed Forces Insurance for supporting this project from the beginning and they continue to support um, not only this project, but its military spouses and the military community. So I just wanted to get that out there because um, they are a, an important part of our project. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's already purchased the book and to um, go to our Facebook page behind the scenes. Um, and just, just remember when you read the book that... You know, everybody's we hope you've enjoyed this edition of the struggling. only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on. And don't forget, volunteer, everyone.